all the time and all the time. God is good. Amen. Just a couple of quick announcements before we get started is this Friday, if you saw the church sign coming in, you've been paying attention to Facebook, you'll see that we're going to have a Friday night church service this Friday night at 7 o'clock. We call it Friday Night Fire. And this particular service is going to be special. We have what we call round-robin type of church, type of preaching anyways. I mean, you know what round-robin preaching is. That's where all the preachers get five minutes. Amen? Get five minutes. You call it pop-up uh, preaching, popcorn preaching. I call it round robin. Everybody goes around the robin, amen, and you get to preach. Uh, so we're going to have five minutes preaching, and we're going to have a good time, amen. We're going to praise God. And, and if the weather's good, you teens will be excited. If the weather's good, we're going to have a bonfire afterwards, amen. We've got a big old stack of wood back there. We need to, we need to light that thing up and let it burn down and, and have a good testimony service during the bonfire, amen. God is good. Praise the Lord. How many of y'all are praying for homecoming this year? Amen. For Sunday in June, pray for homecoming. Amen. Of course, we'll be back here Wednesday night, amen, in our usual Wednesday night mid-service with our children and sanctuary service for the adults. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 8, verse 22. Amen. Praise the Lord. Angie, you don't have to stay back there. Uh, we don't have the scriptures on the screen this morning. Y'all just go ahead and uh, open up your Bibles, amen, and if you look around, how many of y'all need a Bible this morning? We might have some Bibles laying around if you look underneath the seats. You'll find a piece of paper underneath the seats there. That's not to make paper airplanes and throw it at the pastor. That's for you to take notes, amen? Probably y'all know we should come to church prepared to take notes. Notebook, paper, and pen, amen? And uh, how are we, we going to learn unless we write it down? I notice the older I get, the more I need to write things down to help me remember things. How about y'all? Amen. If we apply that to our natural life, we should apply that to our spiritual life as well. Amen? Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. We're starting off. We're talking about seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Amen. Did you turn our camera on, Miss Angel? Alright. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and and winter, day and night, will never cease. Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory in the name of Jesus for your word. Lord, for your presence in this church, God, for those that came for prayer today. God, we need you in our service, God. We need you in our lives. We need you in our families. We need you in our churches, God, and on our jobs. And everywhere we go, we need you, Lord. We acknowledge today that we can do nothing without you. That we need you, Lord. And we need you right now to show up right now and to anoint these lips of clay and on our hearts, which is our spiritual ears, to hear what thus saith the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, hide your servant behind the cross and let your anointing flow and meet the needs of the church today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, amen and Amen. As long as the earth endures seed time and harvest, Cold and winter, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. There is always going to be seed time and harvest as long as the earth endures. This is a spiritual law, just like I talked about gravity is a spiritual law of physics. We know what goes up is going to come down. This is a spiritual law that God put into place, and it's in place physically, and it's in place spiritually. How many of us have had the, the privilege of growing a garden this year? Or maybe last year? Or you grew a garden sometime in your life, amen? I spent five hours yesterday out there in my garden working the garden and, 
You know, every time I go out there, I keep finding myself having to do the same work over and over again. I keep having to kill the weeds and get them out of my garden. And I keep having to get these big old stony rocks out of my garden. Amen? I want to tell you, this is a work, a spiritual work that must take place in the body of Christ. Get the spiritual rocks out of your life. Amen? They say, well, preacher, what's those spiritual rocks? Well, let's talk about it. How about unbelief? How about unforgiveness? Come on. How about bitterness? How about holding a grudge? Come on, somebody. How about just plain out meanness? Amen. Some folks are just plain out mean. Even in the house of God, I've ran across church going people just plain out mean. Amen. Those are rocks that we got to get out of the garden. Amen. Get those rocks out of the garden so you can keep your, your dirt and your heart soft and ready for the Lord's touch. Amen. I got out there and tilled the garden again and, and, and got the dirt soft again, amen, and got the rocks out, amen, and, and uh, I had to go back and plant some more seeds. Some things didn't come up, and there were different reasons, and, and I'm fighting those vermins called rabbits. They love to eat my beans for some reason, so I had to plant some more beans. So y'all pray for the pastor's garden that we can keep those rabbits out, amen. Brother, Brother Larry gave me a little wisdom that he uses to keep rabbits out, and so I tried that yesterday, and, and I pray that that works, amen. How many know that you got to take care of your garden once you plant it? Amen. Come on. You can't just throw the seeds out there, and first of all, you can't throw the seeds out there in ground that hadn't been tilled up. I mean, if you got grass growing, that's not where you put your seed. you got to get that grass out of the way. you got to till that ground up, and... And get it going. Amen. And once you get it planted and you know it's getting watered, you still have got to check on it daily. Amen. Daily. Praise the Lord. I, I can remember one year I planted a beautiful row of corn. And uh, I mean, this, it was one of those, you know, rows of corn you won't take pictures of and show everybody, you know. Beautiful row of corn I had planted that year. And we went to youth camp and in the middle of July and I came back and all my ears were corn were just laying on the ground. And you know, I tried to stand them back up, but I never could get them. It was it. They were done. I couldn't get the corn to, to, to take nourishment again and to get going again. A storm had came and just laid it down. But had I been there in the middle of a storm, had I been there and was able to get them up a lot sooner, I could have saved my corn. How I many you know that it takes daily work, daily work in that physical garden and in your spiritual garden. Life is a garden of sea time and harvest. Turn your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I love what God tells Joshua in chapter 1. And if you've never read Joshua chapter 1, I want to encourage you to read that. It will encourage you. It will lift your soul. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then... Say, for then. Amen. For then. Oh, we got work to do. See, we got to observe and we got to do. Do it, be a doer of the Word of God. How many doers of the Word of God do we have? Amen. We put the Word of God into practice. We do what God says to do. Amen. According as it is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So if you want to be prosperous and have good success in everything you're doing, you want your hands to be blessed. I mean, how many of you like to go to work and everything just falls apart? How many like everything you touch just crumbles in your hand and just hits the ground? All the hard work you did. Well, what a shame it would be to, to spend hours and days and money 
getting a garden ready and planting that garden just to watch it fade away into nothingness and, and you get no food from it, no crops, no nourishment from it. Amen. Listen, we need to put ourselves in an alignment. And in, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, the reason I'm taking you here is to show you that your seed and your crop needs protection. Your seed and your crop needs protection. And the protection comes by making sure that you don't depart from the Word of God. That you keep the Word of God in your mouth and in your heart and that you don't just become a hearer of the Word. Don't just become a speaker of the Word. Come on. Put your hands into action and become a doer of the Word. Amen? You've got to be a doer of the Word. So my question to you this morning is, are you prosperous? Are you experiencing Good success. And if the answer is no, then the next question is, well, why not? Amen? Because the Bible is yes and it is amen, right? The Bible is yes and it is. Listen, y'all going to have to help me talk now. I'll just go on back to Tennessee and preach to those folks up there. Now, come on now. You're going to say, I want some amen to talk back to them. Let me preach this thing this morning. Come on. If I want to talk to, if I want to preach a dead corpse, I go down to rainwater. Hello? Come on, church. Amen. All right. I know you're with me now. Are you protecting the seed of God's word that's been sown in your heart? That's the question that you need to ask yourself today. The hearing, which is the receiving of the seed of God's word, is precious. It is better than gold. Everything is received by seed time and harvest. What we have been talking about here is the seed time. How many of y'all had breakfast this morning? Some of y'all had breakfast, some of y'all didn't. I don't usually eat breakfast, but I had breakfast this morning. But I want to tell you something. I could not have ate breakfast today if it had not been for the spiritual law and the physical law of seed time and harvest. How many of y'all had supper last night? Raise your hand. I want to know who's eating around here. All right, I know Dwayne, you eat. You ain't got to raise your hand. Dwayne eats 12 times a day. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Dwayne only works at Messer just so he can afford groceries because he eats 12 times a day. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm not just speaking on Dwayne, but everybody knows Dwayne knows you love to eat. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. If you had supper last night, you only had supper because of the spiritual and physical laws of seed time and harvest. It's impossible for it to happen without the laws of seed time and harvest. It don't matter what you had. It don't matter what you ate. It came through seed time and harvest. So we got to protect our seeds. We got to water our seeds. We got to make sure our, our soil, which is our soul, our heart, has been plowed up real good. Now the question is how, preacher? How can I make sure my heart's plowed up real good? By hearing some good preaching and teaching, amen, and then living a life of repentance. Come on. Come on, church. Here's some good preaching and teaching. And I ain't talking about one of these feel-good messages that tickles your ears and makes your feet dance. Come on. Because they're out there. You got feel-good messages that make your feet dance and tickle your ears. And when you walk out the door, you ain't no more fed than the guy who went down to Jack's hamburger joint. Come on. Come on. Amen. So we need some good preaching and teaching of God's Word in order to help us grow and to help us mature. We need to seek to walk in the Spirit. And when we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of... The flesh. All right. Praise the God. Amen. Somebody's helping me preach this morning. So get yourself inside church every time the doors are open. How many of y'all have ever heard me say that before? Amen. Let me tell you, you live long enough, you'll hear me say it another thousand times. Because I'm going to keep telling you, every time the doors of the church are open, listen, 
Oh, preacher, i got plans on Friday night. Well, cancel your plans and be in the house of God on Friday night. Oh, preacher, i got plans on Sunday morning. Well, cancel your plans and be in the house of God on Sunday morning. Amen? you got to hear the preaching and the teaching of God's Word to plow your heart. Because if you don't, just like my garden back there in the back, the weeds will take over. Amen? That's a good word right there now. I said the weeds will take over. Amen. Jesus, if you go to Luke chapter 5, verse 4 through 11, I'm not going to read that, but you can write it down and read it later on. I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to paraphrase the story a little bit and tell you a little bit about it. Jesus borrowed Peter's boat and, and to preach the gospel. He borrowed Peter's boat. He said, let me, let me get in your boat because the crowd is too big and, and they were pushing the Lord to the water. He's on the edge of the water. And here comes Peter with his boat. Peter had been fishing all day. He's wore out. He's exhausted. He's mad. He's frustrated. He's depressed. I mean, he's been working hard all night long because he fished at night and he could not catch any fish. Now, that was his trade. It wasn't a hobby. It's not like you and I going down to the lake and just throwing a little line in the water and just seeing what we could bring out. This was his business. This is how he fed his family. This is how he paid his taxes. He was a fisherman by trade. So he worked hard all night long. And yet Jesus says, can I borrow your boat? Amen. Amen. Can I borrow your boat? So Jesus borrows Peter's boat, and after Peter uh, had been fishing all night, you see, this was Peter's seed right here, the seed of Peter's boat. That was a seed. And the seed of, was Peter's boat, and the reaping of the harvest was when Jesus said, now let's launch out into the deep part. Let's push out a little while, and let's go out into the deep part, and then I want you to cast your nets down. And he told the Lord, he said, I've been fishing all night. He said, but at thy word, I will obey. And so he went out and he let down his net. And sure enough, here comes a big load of fish so much to begin to break the net, Peter's net of what he had. Amen? Yes. See, the, the boat was the seed from Peter. And Jesus borrowed that seed and used that seed. And then the harvest was all those fish that came in for Peter. So my question to you this morning is, what seeds are you giving the Lord to work with? What seeds are you giving the Lord to work with? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Something came to me this week, and I'm going to tell you, I wrote it down. I want to encourage you to write it down. I meant to say it this morning before even church got started. Uh, but I had spoke to Brother Mark, and I wanted him to open up the, the prayer. I appreciate your plug-in about the, about the prayer time, brother. I, we, I didn't tell you to do that. You just felt that in your heart. And I appreciate you doing the plug-in for that. But what I wanted to uh, give you this morning, and you need to write this down. It says, we are living off yesterday's ashes of praise and sacrifice. Mm -hmm. We are living today off yesterday's ashes of praise and and sacrifice. Praise and sacrifice are seeds that we plant. Seeds that we're planting. Amen. Turn your Bibles to the book of Haggai, chapter 1, verse 2 through 11. And I tell you, I wish the whole house, I wish we had a house uh, just standing, I mean, just standing room only, you know, no, no, every seat be taken. Because this is a much needed word that is missing in the leadership of churches and missing in the body of Christ is Haggai chapter 1. 
In Haggai chapter uh, 1, looking at verse 2, Thus speak of the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house shall be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, It is time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie waste. In verse 5, Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Ye have sown much. Look at verse 6. Ye have sown much, and ye bring in little. Ye have eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. He that hath earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. I'm telling you to highlight verse 6. Underline it, whatever you need to do. Verse 7. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go to the mountains and bring wood and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because my house is waste, and you run every man into his own house. Therefore the heavens over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. And I call for a drought upon the land, and upon the mountains, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labors of thy hand. Again, we're talking about seed time and harvest. We need to protect the seeds that God has given us and the seeds that we are planting, the seeds that we're receiving from God, and the seeds that we are planting. Those, those seeds need protection. Some people, they give in offerings and they give in tithes, but yet they are still lacking. They still struggle in life. It seems like they, they spend more uh, going out than they have coming in. And, and the Scriptures are clear. They are working and earning wages, and yet they're putting their money in bags with holes. There's people that I'm talking about church going people. I'm talking about people that are supposed to love the Lord and supposed to desire the things of God. But there is church going people that this is affecting every day because they have no desire to do things for God. And, and some of them are choosing uh, to go to work and, and work at times when they should be in the house of God. Amen. Now, I didn't write this, so don't start throwing a tomato at me. I'm just telling you what the Word of God has to say. Amen. And when we choose other things above God, then it's just like we're putting our money in bags with holes. How many of y'all know that it, it takes some physical work in the house of God to keep the house of God going? Amen. Somebody's got to vacuum the floor. Somebody's got to clean the toilet. Come on. Somebody's got to cut the grass. Yes. Ain't that right, Brother Larry? Brother Larry cut this grass for 25 years by himself until he met me. And then he had the nerve to run off and leave it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brother Larry. I told Brother Larry last night, I said, Brother, I had a nightmare about you. Oh, my Lord, oh, what a nightmare I had about you, Larry. I came into the sanctuary and it was filled with yard sale stuff. I mean, we couldn't even get to the pulpit. There was so much yard sale stuff. And I mean, he had, it, he had it all in the back rooms and all in the sanctuary. And I'm trying, I'm scratching my head trying to, how are we going to have church and all this yard sale stuff in the way? 
And I went to Larry, and Larry says, you know, I don't even know if Larry even knows my name because he calls me Preacher. Yeah, my name is Preacher to Larry. Don't, don't, don't even tell him my name. Just let him think what he wants to think. Amen. But he says, Preacher, we got to pay the church insurance. <laughs> Lord, he made me cry in my sleep. <laughs> so lay off the yard sale stuff, Larry. You're giving me nightmares. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I want to tell you, yard sale for the church is working for the church, isn't it? It's keeping, it's keeping the church going. There, listen, there is physical things that need to be done, amen, in order for us to have church. Look at what God was telling Israel and Haggai. He says, you're living in your sealed houses and you're saying it's not time to fix the house of the Lord. But the house of the Lord was in disarray. It needed repairs. And he said, you have went to work and you put money into bags with holes in it. And when you brought it home, I blew upon it. Amen. Why? Because they were not first seeking the kingdom of God. It's not enough just to give you your tithes in the offering plate. It's not enough just to sow seeds of offerings. We must be a doer of the Word of God. Amen? A doer of the Word of God. Amen? And being a doer of the Word of God protects our seeds, amen, that are coming in for seed time and harvest. Go back to verse 6. You have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but are not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled, and none is warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. Amen? I want to tell you if, you, if you work on Sunday just because you want to go buy a brand new car, I'm going to tell you, you you're, you're, you're killing your car. Your car going to break down and, and, and it's going to have bags with holes in it. Your tires are going to dry right. Your engine's going to blow up. Something's going to happen, amen. And you're going to end up spending more money trying to get it fixed, amen, if you would just trust the Lord and be patient, amen. Amen. Oh, y'all don't like that kind of preaching, I can tell already. But it's still God's truth this morning, amen. amen. Sometimes God's truth hurts, don't it, church? Amen. amen. Listen, it's not enough just to give in tithes. He also requires our time. In our physical hands. You know, you can tithe your time. Amen. Tithe your time by working for the Lord, giving, giving God some time. Now, listen, tithing your time does not take place of tithing your finances, though. You cannot do one in lieu of the other. But we are to give unto the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 11. Brother, you know your name's in the Bible, Malachi? Amen. You got a whole book named after you. Praise God. <laughs> Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. In verse 11, it says, And I, now he's talking, this is God speaking, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits, look at that, fruits of your ground. What are we talking about? Seed time and harvest. The fruits of your ground. You can't have a fruit without a seed, amen? Can't have, a, can't have an apple tree without some dirt, amen? Got to have a seed, got to have, have some dirt, got to have some water, praise the Lord. Amen. So we got it right there in, in Malachi. He will rebuke the devourer for our sake. Now let me tell you something. If, if you are a tithe payer, you have rights. If you give God 10% of your income, you have a right as a child of God to remind the Lord and to remind the devil and to remind yourself that the devourer is to be rebuked. Come on. The devourer is to be rebuked. Look, Israel came out of Egypt and for 40 years they wandered the desert and their shoes grew as they grew. And their clothes grew as they grew. Come on. 
As the children were growing, their clothes were growing. God fed them manna from heaven. He fed them quail from the sky. If God did that for Israel, He can do it for you. Amen. He can rebuke the devourer for your sake. Amen. If you line up with God's holy word this morning. I, I hate talking about tithes and offerings in the house of God. I don't like talking about tithes and offerings because of the stigma that comes with it. Everybody thinks, well, a preacher just wants more of your money. No, we just want you to be more blessed. You're the one that receives. I don't, get, I don't receive your blessings, amen? I don't receive it at all, but you receive it, amen, as seed time and harvest is a principle, amen? So start looking at money as seed. Start looking at your money as seed. The more you plant, the more you will receive, amen? You cannot, listen, you cannot afford not to give your tithes to God. I've had people tell me, I preach I just can't afford to give. If you can't afford to get, you cannot afford not to give. You can keep the 100% and, and, and God's not going to rebuke the devourer when He shows up at your door. Because He can. It's outside the Word of God. You can only get God inside the Word of God by obeying the Word of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, we, listen, we cannot afford not to give God our tithes. Number two, start looking at your physical work at the church also as seed. Amen? Also as seed. Now this morning, I talk, when we get ready to take the offering, I talked to you about the, the offering, the love offering that we sent to Ukraine. And, and World Mission sent us a little letter back thanking us for the 560 something dollars that we sent. Which, by the way, when all the churches came together in North Georgia, it was over $300,000 that was sent to Ukraine from all the church of gods in North Georgia. I don't know what South Georgia sent. I don't know what the state of Alabama sent. But just think about how much offerings went to, to Ukraine when all the states came together and all the churches came together. That is seed. Amen. And I want a harvest of souls right here in Bowden, Georgia. I want a harvest of souls from that seed that we planted. I'm telling you, when you get busy doing the Lord's work, He will bless you. Amen. Everything in life is a garden of seed time and harvest. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look, Peter, Peter let Jesus use his boat. And Peter received a hundredfold blessing. I mean, he was able to pay his taxes and his, take care of his household for three years. Think about it. Because right after he caught all those fish... He told Peter, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Peter left the whole business. He walked away for three years before you see him fishing again. He walked away for three years. Only one time in the three years that he walked with Jesus that he went fishing. That's when Jesus said, go down to the river, the first fish you catch, pull the coin out of his mouth and go pay your taxes and mine. That was the only time in three years that Peter went fishing according to the Scriptures. Why? Because he had such a harvest come in that took care of his family for three years. Don't, now, do you think that, that God would tell Peter to uh, forget about your business and forget about your family? Uh, they'll figure out how to feed themselves and they'll figure out how to pay their bills. You just come and follow me. Do you really think that God would put Peter in such a situation knowing that he was a family man, knowing that he was a husband? Come on. And we don't know about children, but he probably had some children. We, he was a family man. He had a mother-in-law he had to take care of. He had a daddy-in-law. He, he had a wife. He, I mean, he had cousins. He had responsibilities. He had taxes he had to pay. He had responsibilities. Do you really think that God would just say, well, you just forget about all that and we'll just let them fend for themselves. You just come follow me. No. God ain't like that, is he? 
I mean, raise your hand if you think God's like that. He's not like that. He blessed Peter so much, he didn't have to work for three years while he was in ministry. Praise God. Now, that's a harvest, church. That's a harvest. Amen. And we're going to receive a harvest of souls right here in Bowden, Georgia. Amen. We're going to receive it. Praise the Lord. Galatians chapter 6 in verse 7 and 8. Galatians chapter 6 in verse 7 and 8. It says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Amen. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12, it says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He comes and rain righteousness upon you. What are we talking about? Seed, time, and harvest. Amen. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. Let's look at verse 28 in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 28. Amen. Through 33. In Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toll not, neither they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or with what shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Look at verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What things? What things will be added to us? We just read it. What we eat, what we wear, where we sleep at night. Amen. Our bank accounts. Come on. Our shoes that we wear. The tires on our car. A car in itself. Amen. Receive that car in Jesus' name. Come on. Everything you need is through seed, time, and harvest. Everything you need. But there's principles in God's Word that we must walk in to receive. We've got to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen? You know, some people only go to church if they have nothing else to do. It's the truth. Some people only go to church if they have nothing else to do. And believe me, they'll look for an excuse to find something to do to keep them from the house of God. Amen. Is that putting God first? Is that paying tithes? No, that's not giving God our time as a tithe. That's not seeking first the kingdom of God. That's giving God your leftovers. You know, some people give God tithes and finances the same way. Well, when I get down to my budget and if I have enough left, come on, Sharon, help me out. Preach this thing, sister. If I have enough left in my finances, 
Then I'll write my tithe check out and put it in. Is that putting God first? Or is that putting God last? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Listen, I'm not telling you something this morning I have not already walked through. I have been in the hallways of my house. Mad. mad, I'm talking about mad. You ever just be mad, mad, mad? Mad at the devil. Mad at me. I wasn't mad at God because I knew it wasn't God's fault. Because God's word says what it says. It is yes and it is amen. The problem was I was letting the devil deceive me from actually obeying God's word and giving God my tithes. I said, well, Lord, I got my two plus two only equals four. And I, got a, and I don't have enough money in my bank account to pay my bills. If I give tithes, there's no money to pay the mortgage. You know what God says? You don't need a mortgage where you're going, son. Ooh, come on, that'll preach right there. I said, that'll preach right there. Come on. Amen. And so I was mad. I was mad at myself and I was mad at the devil for deceiving me. And I made a decision right there. I said, I don't care if I have to starve to death, if i got to sleep outside under a tree, I'm going to give God my 10%. A turnaround happened when I got mad about it. And I've been giving God my 10% ever since. And I want to tell you, I'm still sleeping in a house, praise God. I'm still driving a car. I still have plenty, amen. I've got peace in my life. I mean, God is blessing me. Listen, I don't look for money. Money, money looks for me, praise God, because I'm operating in seed time and harvest principle this morning. Amen. I'm telling you, church, you got to get mad about this thing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of y'all know that this is good teaching this morning? This is good word. How many of y'all realize we need this kind of word? Amen? I mean, yeah, we can holler and hoop and we can swing from the chandeliers and do cartwheels and I can lay hands on everybody and we can shout to the glory of God. But if we don't learn something from the Bible, what good is all of that? Amen? I remember one time my aunt called me years and years ago. My aunt, she was a good Baptist woman. And she called me and she said, Oh! Cliff, you should have been in church this morning. Sister so-and-so was shouting and brother so-and-so was walking the aisles. And Oh, and we were praising God. Lord, we were shouting and having a good time. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. I said, tell me something, though. What did the preacher preach about? He got real quiet right there. <laughs> well, I think he was at the book of Matthew. That's all she could tell me. Did she grow that Sunday? No. Did she get blessed? Yes. Did she get encouraged? Yes. And we need that. Amen? But did she grow? No. We need both. Amen? Amen. We need a balance. Amen? Of God's word and shouting at the same time. Praise the Lord. Come on. That was a good place for you to say amen, brother Al. Praise (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Hmm. Remember the words of Jesus, written in red now. Verse 37, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. We are moved by what we believe. Are we not? 
I just preached a sermon in Tennessee talking about we are moved by what we believe. It's on podcast. Go back and listen to it. It encourages you. We are speaking. Listen to this, church. You are speaking what you believe. You don't believe it, you ain't speaking it. You believe, you speak what you believe. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. What, are you, what seeds are being sold into your, your heart, your good soil of your heart? Listen to this. Every time we open our mouth and speak, we are sowing seeds. Every time. Every time. Look at verse 37. For by thy words, Matthew chapter 12, verse 37. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Every time you open your mouth and speak, you are sowing a seed. Whether it be good, whether it be evil, you're sowing a seed. You say, preacher, how can we sow more seeds? You're doing it every day. You're You're sowing seeds every time you talk. Now the question is, what are you saying? What are you believing? What are you confessing? Are you confessing how sick you are? Or are you confessing, by His stripes I know I'm healed. Come on. Are you confessing how broke you are? Or are you confessing, David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Come on. Come on. He shall meet all of my needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. See, that's a seed that I'm planting in the soil of my heart and your heart. Now, we've got to be careful not to let the devil come and steal the Word of God out of our heart. Jesus compares the Word of God. I read to you last week. Jesus compares the Word of God as seed and says that the devil will come to try to steal the Word of God out of your heart. He's trying to steal the seed of God's Word out of your heart. Amen. Amen. Oh, come on, church. Come on, shout with me a little bit. Amen. Come on, this is a good word today. Good word today. Amen. I'm telling you, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. I want to, show, I want to share something with you. It's going to be my last scripture uh, this morning. I want to share this with you in, in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8 through 10. Think about what I just said. Every time you speak, you're sowing a seed. I think we need to start watching our words, don't you? Start watching our mouth. What are we saying? What are we speaking? There's some people you don't want to ask them how they're doing because they'll tell you. They'll tell you. Come on. Y'all know folks like that. You see them coming. You want to say hello? You want to greet them? You know, in our common greeting, well, how are you doing? We don't really want to know. We're just trying to say hello and be polite. Amen? But you ask some people that question, how are you doing today, brother? Lord, they'll start telling you about the hemorrhoids. <laughs> Come on. I love you, but I don't want to hear about all that. I don't want to hear about all that. Amen? I don't want to hear about your bowel movement. Amen? don't want to hear about all that. What I want to hear is I am well blessed, highly favored of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I might be walking with a limp, but the battle belongs to the Lord. Church, hallelujah. Come on. I'm telling you, we got to line up our words with the word of the living God. Speak what God is saying. Oh, that was good preaching right there. Amen. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8. In verse 8. 
For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain, look at verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth woo, and bud. He's talking about seed time and harvest. They may give seed to the sower. Is anybody sowing? Is there a sower in the house? God will give you seed. Amen. I ain't talking about a physical garden right now. I'm talking about the Word of God. I'm also talking about your finances. God will give you seed if you are a sower. If you are a giver of finances, you give people money, God will make sure you've got money to give. Oh, that was weak right there, church. Y'all need to grab a hold of this. You need to grab a hold of this. Amen. I said, you need to grab a hold of this. I heard a preacher one time, and he said that he always carries around a $100 bill in his, in his pocket. And he says, and he listens to the Lord, and he gives that money as the Lord tells him to give. He sees somebody, the Lord lay on his heart, hey, you need to help them out, sow a seed in them. And that $100 bill is a seed he's sowing in them. Amen. And, and I said, you know what? I want to walk in that. I want to carry a $100 bill when I see somebody, Lord, speak to me and say, I want you to slip that on to them. And sow that seed into their life. Amen. I'm going to tell you, be a sower. Learn to be a sower. And if you're a sower, he'll send you some more seed. Oh, come on. Y'all need to let that soak in right there. Stop being, stop being stingy. It ain't your money anyways. It all belongs to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to tell you what I found is that preacher was right. The more you sow, the more seed you get. Amen. I'm telling you. Go back to the word. Go back to the word. For as the rain cometh down in the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper into the thing whereunto I send it. Look at what God is saying. He, well, look at what He's saying here. He, Jesus told us that His words, the Word of God, is a seed that's being planted into the heart of man. And that we are to protect that seed and, and nurture that seed and give that seed an opportunity to grow and, and, and preach faith to that seed and water that seed with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And let that seed begin to grow inside of our lives. The Word of God is a seed. Now look at what He says in Isaiah. The seed, the word of God that comes out of God's mouth, it will not return unto him void. It will accomplish. In other words, it will be successful in what God has planted the seed to do. He speaks it, it goes out, and when he returns back to God, it's got a harvest with it. The seed oh, begins to grow, and a harvest begins to come back to God. Now listen to this. Watch this. Put your spiritual ears on, church. Put your spiritual ears on. If you will speak God's word, the same principle will work for you. If you will speak God's word, it will come out of your mouth. It's not your word, it's God's word. It will come out of your mouth and it will go into the thing that you sent it unto do. And it will not return for it. It will accomplish what you send it out to do. Come on. Many of you are here today because of prayer and sending out the seeds. 
sending out the word of God and you are the harvest. You started coming into church, which is the harvest, amen, of that seed. You've been praying in, amen. amen. I told you last week, I, many people have gimmicks. They knock on doors and they, they do all kinds of things. They, they put on shows and all kinds of things to get people in the house of God. I find that work at prayer works a whole lot better. Just pray God's Word and send God's Word out as a seed. Amen. And God will begin to fulfill the spoken Word of God coming out of your mouth will not return to you void. Speak whatever the Word of God says. By His stripes, I am healed. You keep saying that till you get the harvest of healing. I said you keep saying that until you get the harvest of healing. Jesus is my Prince of Peace. Yes. You keep saying that until you get peace. Come on. He supplies all of my needs according to His riches in glory. Now what most people skip right there is the verses right before that that talks about them giving to Paul. The church was giving finances to Paul. And Paul blessed them and said, God will supply your needs according to His riches in glory. They were giving Paul from their riches in glory and they were taking care of the Apostle Paul. But Paul turned it around and said, God is going to meet your needs according to His riches in glory. Mm. I'm telling you, this harvest thing works, church. All we got to do is believe. All we got to do is speak it. Amen? Amen. Angel and I, Angel can tell you exactly what kind of truck I want. I've been believing God for a, for a pickup truck. And I've already, I mean, I'll just tell you what, it's either GMC or a Chevrolet, and it's wide, it's got four doors, it's a four by four. Come on. It's got that nice little tailgate that, that folds down so I can step up on it. Come on. Come on. It's got heated seats, amen. It's got a camera in the back when I'm backing up. Come on, church. It's got dual air control so I can put mine on 72 and she can put hers on 65. Hello. Come on. Come on. I can tell you what it is right now. Every time we see one, amen, Angel and I will bump fist in the name of Jesus. Bring me my truck, dog. You see, we can say that. (laughs) We're going to find out whose truck it is, but God's still going to bring a new one in the eyes of God. Amen. You see, I can claim that because I have sold a truck into somebody's life. Not sold, S-O-L-D, but sold, S-O-W. I have given a truck away that was a seed, amen, that I planted in somebody's life. Angel and I have given away cars. I I, I forget how many cars, about two or three cars. I get three cars we've given away. Trucks we've given away. We've given away, listen, when, when you give it away, it ain't lost. It's a seed. Amen. And I'm believing that one day somebody's going to pull up here in my driveway and hand me the keys of that truck that I'm praying for. Amen. 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 Listen, I believe that God can do it debt free. Why not? When I sold a truck into somebody's life, it was debt free. There was no money changed hands. I just handed the keys. Here you go. Here's my name on the title. Boom. There you go. God bless you. So God can do the same thing to me. Amen. Amen. I've already got the credit to go buy it. I could go buy it off my credit right now. Amen. But I'm waiting on God. 
Amen. Now, if the Lord tells me to go down there and use a credit and sign my name on the dotted line, God will just send me the money every month to pay the bill. Amen. Because it's a seed that I planted and God is going to bring it into my life. Well, when's that going to happen, brother? I don't know yet. I'm still believing. I'm still, I'm still watering that seed. I'm speaking faith to that seed. Amen. All I can tell you is when the preacher shows up in that truck, you start shouting with me. Praise God. Amen. Come on. My children are going to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And they're going to be in church on Sunday mornings. Amen. Well, how do you know that, preacher? Because I'm planting seeds. Hmm? Angel and I are planting seeds. My grandchildren are going to be saved, sanctified in the house of God. Why? Because on Wednesday nights, what are we doing? We're planting seeds. Yes. I'm loving on somebody else's child, so God has sent somebody to love on mine. Hello? Amen. How many of you have sowed seeds? Amen. The harvest isn't in yet. I want to encourage you, don't give up on that seed. Some of you have sold thousands and thousands of dollars over the years in the ministry. You have supported the ministry. Those are seeds. Amen. When you give your tithes on Sundays, tell the devil, get your hands off my money. You have a, you are, that's your right. Get your hands off my money. And say, Lord, send the angels. Make the finances find me instead of me finding the finances. Amen. Amen. I said, amen. amen. I walked away from thousands of dollars during the tent revival. People were calling me and wanting me to come. And I told them, I said, I can't come right now. I'm in the middle of a tent revival. And, uh, and, and those people went and found somebody else to work on the truck. Am I worried about that? Nope. Why? Because God knows how to make the phone ring again. Come on. God knows how to line it up again. I've done seen him do it too many times. Amen. Seed time and harvest. Stand to your feet this morning.